to the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Hello, how you doing? Welcome again to While You Are Single TV. I appreciate the fact that you're sharing this with your friends and making them aware of the ministry designed to prepare singles for wholesome relationships. So thank you for joining the program again this week. If you missed the previous episode, you can use the link below and it will give you access to the previous episode. Along the same lines, I encourage you to go to the whileyouaresingle.org website. I have a lot of resources to help singles. And uh, there's the While You're a Single podcast. You can listen to it anytime you want. Well, without further ado, let's uh, open up in prayer. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for the privilege to share your word tonight. I thank you for the individual who's watching right now, Lord. I thank you for making this time worth their while. Thank you, Lord, for opening our hearts to heed your word, open our ears, to hear your word, open our eyes, to perceive your word, open our minds to understand your word and give us the wisdom to apply your word into our lives. Thank you that nothing will hold us back, inhibit or prevent the individual watching right now from receiving from you tonight, Father God. Thank you, Lord, for doing this and more for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I have been talking about 10 tips to help you find the right mate. Last week, I began delving into this subject and I mentioned the first two tips. Number one, be a helper. Number two, let the Holy Spirit help you. Number three, we're going to go back to Genesis chapter two, verse 18, where God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Number three, there is a difference between the right mate and the right mate for you. Genesis 2.18 did not say, God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper for him, period. He said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. Everybody is not suitable for you. Some translations say, I will make him a helper, a help meet for him. Some translations say, I'll make him a helper comparable to him. Some translations say, I'll make him a helper complementary to him. If you are lucky enough to find somebody who is right, everybody who is right is not necessarily right for you, not necessarily complementary to you, not necessarily comparable to you, not necessarily suitable for you. You need to end up with someone who is right for you. There have been instances where individuals have found people who are godly, they are right, they are good, they love God, they reflect their faith, but the relationship does not work. In some cases, it's because they were not right for each other. The individuals may have been right, may have been in right standing with God, 
but wrong standing with each other because they were not suitable for each other. It's important for you to be mindful that you might find somebody who is right, but God wants someone who's not just right, but right for you, suitable for you. You may find somebody who is right for your friends, but not right for you. You may encounter an individual who is right for your parents or family's approval, but not right for you. You may find somebody who is right for a starring role in a Hollywood blockbuster or chick flick, but not right for you. You may find somebody who is right for the cover of Sports Illustrated, the swimsuit edition or GQ, but not right for you. You may find somebody who's right for your fantasies, but not right for you. The key is understanding that there's a difference between the right person and the right person for you. God wants to give you someone who fits you, not someone who only gives you fits. Point number four. Marry within God's family. Marry someone within God's family. Let's go back to the story of Isaac and Rebecca in Genesis chapter 24. Allow me to read verses 2 to 4. Abraham said to his servant, he said to the senior servant in his household, the one in charge of all that he had. Put your hand under my thigh. I want you to swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not get a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I am living, but will go to my country and my own relatives and get a wife for my son, Isaac. So here it is. Abraham tells his servant, do not get a wife of my son from the Canaanites among whom I live, but go to my own people, my own relatives, my country to find a wife of my son. Let me unpack that a little bit. The reason Abraham is sending the servant to go to his people is because Abraham's people were the Israelites and the Israelites were the children of God. Every other nation was not, and that includes the Canaanites. Every other nation did not serve God. They had paganistic practices. They served other little gods. They were not serving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So the point was, God did not want his children, the Israelites, to marry people from other nations because they will cause them to stop serving God and stop worshiping their paganistic gods. That was the issue. To avoid that from happening, Abraham told his servant, find a wife from my people, meaning God's children. Well, how do we apply that in our time? By God's family, I'm encouraging believers, Christians, to marry other Christians. That's what I'm talking about. And yes, I am not naive. 
I know that <laughs> there are Christians we don't want to be around. I know that there are non-Christians out there, people that do not believe in Jesus Christ, that are nice, they are kind, they are good, they know how to be in relationships, they are more personable than some Christians. I know that. However, I'm encouraging you to ensure that you marry someone who is a Christian. No, I am not encouraging you to marry someone just because they are a Christian. I am encouraging you to marry a Christian that is just. Let me say that again. I am not encouraging you to marry someone just because they are a Christian. I am encouraging you to marry a Christian that's just. A Christian that's Christ-like. A Christian that bears fruit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, self-control. In case you missed the previous episode about over-spirituality, check the link below to watch previous episodes of one thing that can derail relationships, which is over spirituality. I elaborated on that. Okay. But married within God's family. Now you might ignore me. You might be like, Tokes, I don't care what you're saying. I don't believe that. I'm not going to marry a Christian. If I get a Christian, fine. If I don't get a Christian, I'm just going to do my own thing. As long as this person is nice, the person gets me. That's who I'm going to marry. Well, it's your choice. But while you are trying to do that, I would like to share a piece of wisdom derived from Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12. It simply says, there's a way that appears to be right, but in the end, it leads to death. There are things in life that look good, sound good, feel good at the beginning of that situation or that relationship or that opportunity. In the beginning, it looks great. It feels great. You get into it. As time goes on in the middle of the relationship, in the middle of the venture, it might still look good, feel great. But as you go deeper toward the end, that's when the reality hits. That's when the cat is let out the bag. That's when the other shoe drops. That's when the bottom falls out. That's when you realize like, uh oh, I think I just made a huge mistake. You can't afford to do that. That's why I overemphasize the statement. While you are single, you have a chance to make the right decisions. So many single adults have made poor decisions in relationships. My job is to help you make right decisions. In the process of doing so, I'm trying to help you avoid potholes. God is trying to help you avoid potholes. And he knows why he says you want to marry within his family. No, not people who are messing around, who are not authentic, who are fake, who are faking it, but someone who's authentic and real about their faith. That's why I encourage you to be one of those so that you'll be able to discern someone else who is on the same journey like you. So there's a way that seems right, but at the end, not at the beginning, not at the middle, but at the end, it leads to death. 
destruction, heartbreak, chaos, marry within God's family. Perhaps you're saying, okay, what does God's family look like? Well, I think I'm going to let Jesus answer that question. He was speaking to a crowd in the particular house while he was speaking to them. Word came to him that his mom and his brothers were asking for him. Check out Jesus' response in Mark chapter 3, verses 33 to 35. Answering them, he said, Who are my mother and my brothers? Looking about at those who were sitting around him, he said, Behold my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of God he is my brother and sister and mother. Whoever does the will of God is the kind of family member I am referring to and encouraging you to have a relationship with. And I'm encouraging you to be that kind of person as well. A person who has set their mind to do the will of God. Of course, we're not perfect. But as you make forth the effort and allow the grace of God to empower you to do his will, you're going to be on the right track. So marry within God's family. Point number five. When Abraham asked his servant to find a wife for his son Isaac and he mentioned to him to look for someone among his relatives, the servant said, what if she's not willing to come back here? Should I take Isaac back to go be with her? Abraham said no. He told the servant that God will send an angel to go before him to help him find a wife for Isaac. And he told the guy that, listen, if she's not willing to come, that's okay. You're released from the oath. But this encounter, this conversation Abraham had with the servant helped me discover something. I don't know if you already know this. It helped me find out that there is an angel that is supposed to help you find your spouse. I know about guardian angels. Perhaps you do too. But I did not know that there is an angel that is supposed to help you find your spouse. Now, whether the guardian angel does double duty in not only protecting you, but also helping you find a spouse. Or maybe there's another angel who's specifically supposed to do that for you. That I don't know. But what I do know based on the text is that there is an angel that is supposed to help you find a mate. So not only do you have the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit engages in the angel to go before you to find your spouse. So point number five, cooperate with your angel, which brings me to a question I have for you. Is your angel going before you or chasing after you? Are you giving your angel a nervous breakdown? Is your angel thinking of quitting? Is your angel losing his wings? Is your angel asking to be reassigned? Is your angel going behind God's back, talking to the other angels on the DL, the download, saying something like this, hey, 
you want to switch? Are you frustrating your angel? Are you making your angel look bad or incompetent? Cooperate with your angel. Number one, be a helper. Number two, let the Holy Spirit help you. Number three, there's a difference between the right person and the right person for you. Number four, marry within God's family. Number five, cooperate with your angel. Number six, find out next week. Yep, join me again next week. 9 p.m. Central, while you're single TV, to find out the sixth point. Until then, let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you for just sharing your word with us tonight. I pray that we take in all you're saying. I pray that the individual watching right now has received your word and align it to be a fruit in their lives, Father God. I pray that you perfect all that concerns the person watching right now. Supply all their need according to riches and glory. Strengthen their relationship with you. Help them know you more. Help them grow in their faith. If they desire marriage, help them find their spouses and help their spouse find them. Help them not complicate what you have simplified. Between now and then, continue to prepare them for the person as well as other things you've called them to do in this life. Thank you, Father, for answering these prayers. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining the program tonight. Thank you for sharing with your friends. and. I'll see you next week. Until then, take care and stay blessed. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you are informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about OJ Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.